0: Welcome back to our episode Trauma, Drama in Life. I'm your host, Ben Taylor.
1: And I am Kayla Taylor.
0: And we're coming today to talk through a couple different things that got sent in either through the email or through DMs to be able to talk through just some of our experiences, but especially tapping into some different aspects about specifically like forgiveness and then also Christianity because yeah. we're both Christians and how that actually played in the aspect of me being in the role of being an abusive person emotionally and mentally and then also how that corresponded for you. Mm-hmm. I guess that's just kind of like my opening and we kind of go from there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, for for you and going through the relationship, what was some of the first initial thoughts, I guess, learning about me and then learning about like affairs, what was like resonating in your mind from that standpoint of like your faith, your religion, your beliefs at that standpoint?
1: Yeah. So I think that the first time that I found out that you had an affair – my initial thought was to immediately just forgive and we'll get past this. We'll work through it and things like that. And it was just kind of like one of those things that I was like, we're slightly newly married. We can overcome this. You know, I just need to do X, Y, and Z. Cause if we, we've touched on counseling in our previous, uh, in a mm-hmm. previous podcast, but um, through like, our counseling and stuff like that, it just basically came down to just us communicating better, doing X, Y, and Z better, me doing X, Y, and Z better. But
0: you like came back so, like that day, right? Cause I remember you drove off. Yeah. Then you came back that day, like later this afternoon and like said that you forgave me, right? Yeah.
1: So it was just kind of one of those things that I was like, we're just going to work through this. And it was, it wasn't until like the last time that I really started wrestling more with what I should do versus what I shouldn't do and if I should forgive versus if I should not forgive and things like that. And obviously, when something like that has happened and it's been multiple affairs that have built up, you don't want to forgive. And so, at that point, it's like from a biblical standpoint, like, I know that I should forgive because that's what we as Christians are called to do. Um, But at the end of the day, I didn't want to forgive because... I just assumed, I associated with forgiving meant reconciliation. And it wasn't until I started really diving um, more into reading and my faith and just all the things that I realized forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean reconciliation, but forgiveness is something that we are called to do as Christians. And the reason for that is because Christ forgives us and we are supposed to extend that grace and that mercy to other people. But oftentimes there are still sinners. So like Christ can forgive every single sinner that's on this planet, but until they come to him and they repent, then he's not going to extend that salvation or, um, the grace that he has for Christians. And so it's that same aspect of we still have to forgive, but it's not necessarily meant that we need to reconcile with that person. Um, forgiveness can end up harboring bitterness, which can in return, turn into more things. Hmm. And um, I think for me,
0: like I wanted, I wanted you to forgive and to forget. Like, I just wanted you to forgive and like move past it. And I know there was times, not just in the, the affairs, but there was times in any type of situation where I was wrong or where I wanted like you to just forgive me. Like, I just wanted you to forgive and then, boom the past in the past does not bring it up like it doesn't really matter anymore and just move past it
1: yeah and i think that that's hard because there is nowhere biblically where it says to forgive and forget i think that we as christians tend to think that we are supposed to do that because that's the right thing to do but it's i think that as you get further down into your healing into your um and in, in your journey i think that You will eventually forget some things but it's always still going to be in your mind because we are human we are not we're not god we are not um gonna have that perfect forgiveness aspect we are going to remember things and we are going to be triggered by things and um i think that's the hard part for me is when people say like oh you're supposed to forgive and forget like maybe to an extent yes but at the end of the day i don't fully believe that because God has brought you through certain things for a reason and if you just ultimately forget what he's brought you through then you're gonna in return become like Hmm. um I don't know the word that I'm trying to look you're just basically going to forget the journey that he's brought you through and you're not going to want to share that or you're not going to want to share that with somebody else that may be struggling with that it's just more like you're just going to keep that hidden and in that hidden part of you and I think that we as Christians need to share the things that God has done in our lives and the things that God has brought us through, because that's ultimately a test of his redemption and his mercy and his grace. And we are ambassadors of him.
0: Yeah. So as I was like looking at some of the information that people wrote in, one of the things that I just I'll just kind of quote it for you just to see I'm curious like how much of it resonated specifically for you because the person wrote in, they're like, as a Christian, that's been a large part of the reason why they've stayed for so long with with their partner. Um, and they've been married and they're you know, they first got married, they were they were following God, they're in church or whatever, but then things started changing. Serial affairs, manipulation, gaslighting, etc. And the person is writing in is saying like a large part of the reason why they stayed for so long, because as a Christian, They were told to forgive and have grace the same way Christ is forgiven, and they felt like they had to continue to demonstrate that to their partners so that they could have an impact. And at the end, like they really didn't have an impact at all because that person didn't change. But like, Mm -hmm. try to walk us through some of the thought process from your side of like one. I guess as a Christian, like you're not supposed to get divorced or you know you're supposed to you know stay with that person. And then two, (laughs) like. Maybe along the lines of like, well, we just have to love them better and they'll magically get fixed in one sense.
1: Mm -hmm. I think so for me, I mean, I did struggle, obviously, with all of this, but I think it's also one of those aspects that I didn't really know a lot about this specific topic or what the Bible said. So I did a lot of research. Um, I highly recommend the book. Forgiving What You Can't Forget by Lisa Turkster. I always mess up for like her last name. Um, but I do recommend that book a lot. And another thing is, um, as far as the serial affairs, you obviously... if My biggest thing walking through all of this is that I prayed. I prayed for peace. I prayed for um, just knowledge on what God was. I'm
0: making notes for me, not you. Sorry. Oh, you keep looking like I'm making notes for you. I'm not. I'm just crossing <laughs> stuff off. <laughs> so like going back, sorry. We have like a slight outline and I was like checking stuff off of like, we talked about that. Like going back to some of what we were talking about, like the idea of like being stuck with that. And then also like the idea of even though all these things have happened, like, shouldn't you just stay longer? You know, you're researching that, you're looking to that, but like in the idea that, like, because you're a Christian, you should stay longer and work it out and love this, love the toxicity out of them. I guess
1: right. And I, at the end of the day, that's going to be your own personal conviction, and you have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit um to guide you and direct you in that aspect because everybody is going to be different. Some people are going to be as soon as they find out that their husband has had an affair they're they're like okay that's my out because biblically that that is a reason to be able to get a divorce and there's other people who don't feel that way they feel that they can stay and they can persevere and thrive as long as their husband is able or wife it can go both ways is able to seek help and change and I think oftentimes something that I also learned through all of this is coinciding with you can show them Christ and you can show, give them the love and demonstrate the love that Christ gives us and the grace and the mercy. But at the end of the day, if they're not willing to change, it's like that saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force him to drink. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with this. You you can do all of these steps because I did all of the steps with Ben. I I loved him as best as I could. I loved him biblically. And there was at times that he was like, why are you even doing this? Like, why are you being loving? And I was like, well, it's because Christ has called us to do X, Y, and Z. And I am supposed to love like Christ and we are supposed to love like Christ. And he, like, he would look at me baffled at times of like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. And it also goes back to Um, in galatians when it talks about the fruits of the spirit and you'll know them by their fruits and if they're not representing fruits that are christian based or based on that then it there's a good possibility that they could be professing that they are christian and they're not really saved i mean obviously i'm not one to judge but the bible does give us those outlines for a reason and i think in that in that aspect you have to treat that person as an um, as a unrepentant sinner and possibly even someone who isn't saved. And so that's kind of the aspect of whenever I was going through all of this, how I dove down deep into the Bible. And I did a lot more research besides just um, not necessarily like surface level, but besides I took a break from reading just about stories and the things that Jesus has done and really focused on like the roots of the spirit and what the Lord says about divorce and what he says about abuse and what he says about all of these things i mean you can go back in deuteronomy and it talks about how back then it abuse wasn't even tolerated um even in the old testament and so why would now it be acceptable to be to be tolerated now now that we're even Hmm. past christ coming and dying and everything
0: right i think that's something that i've i actually have at least one youtube video and some smaller videos about like the whole aspect of christian abuser and i think in terms of like us walking through everything that we've been through there's an aspect that how like the bible talks about being like unequally yoked like a a believer and an unbeliever together and i think there's an aspect that how you just said like if they're not showing the fruits like you might be with somebody who's doesn't believe the same as you that Mm -hmm. doesn't have the same belief structure system or is professing it but isn't living that way Mm -hmm. And for me, I normally go along the lines of like, there's no such thing as a Christian abuser, and I've got like a YouTube video on that to kind of like describe that even more so. But really, the the core of it is you can't say that you're a Christian and have been impacted by the God of the universe and continue to habitually abuse other people. Like yeah, it just doesn't.
1: That's like living in unrepentant sin. Right. It just
0: doesn't like match up. Like I can't say that I'm, I can't say that I'm working out if I'm not going to the gym and working out? Like, I can't say that I'm, you know, eating healthy if all I'm eating is junk food. And that's really what it comes down to the Mm cognitive distance of like, oh, listen to what I say, not what I'm actually doing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people will be like, well, you know, we can't, we can't judge a Christian by their words. Well, no, but like, you can also look and see what fruits do they show? And then you have all people being like, well, the Bible says you can't judge. And like, that's, Yeah. Read, read for context. But like the, the whole concept is like by the fruits, you shall know them. And like, if you don't see fruit, then there's nothing there. And that's a big aspect that, you know, when we were together, I had a lot of the actions, a lot of the words, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have a lot of the fruits, especially when it came to you. Like I had, I had great, you know, fruits or I had great fake fruits. I was passing out wax fruit to everybody else yeah. and you were getting like no fruit you know right. because like that's really what it looked like is it, it was just it was fake to everybody else but to you there was like nothing at all mm-hmm. um and then it made it hard because it's not like you could be like my husband's so awful because everybody's like no look he gave us his wonderful wax fruit like right he's the best and you're like but have you tasted it like, yeah it, <laughs> it, it, it's so great so i think there's i think there's definitely like a huge aspect of people that struggle with the fact where they have to realize like if they're in constant abuse by someone who claims to be a Christian, they're not. Like I I I just that's my stance and I'm pretty pretty hard stance on that because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people get that confused. Talk a little bit more about uh I guess I have like two main things, but like talk a little bit more about the forgiveness aspect because you have a lot of people Christian or not Christian, I don't think it really matters per se, but you have a lot of people that struggle with the idea of forgiving the other person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I could never forgive them or what they did was unforgivable. Mm -hmm. And so there's a huge aspect of like, how, how did you, because we're not like telling people like, Hey, do this. But like, how did you personally work through some of that thought process of like the stuff that I've done has been in a lot of people's minds unforgivable. Mm -hmm. How did that work with you to like reconcile any of that?
1: Yeah, so I, again, I highly recommend the book Forgiving What You Can't Forget because that walked me through step by step um, of exactly why you should forgive and it was backed by scripture and also it was backed by the repercussions of not forgiving. Again, like I said earlier, I, I just automatically thought that when I forgave somebody, that meant that that was it. Like, I forgive. We're going to move past this. We're going to do whatever. But Mm -hmm. reading that book, it made me realize the importance of forgiveness from a standpoint that I'd never viewed it before. And that is one, to be able to start healing. Because if you don't forgive, you're going to harbor bitterness and it's going to turn into being bitter with not just the person who wronged you, but also other people, it's going to start spewing out in a way that you don't even recognize yourself anymore. And the only thing that you're going to think is that it's because you were abused or you were wronged by a certain person or whatever that might be, when in return, it could just be because you are bitter for not forgiving. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't mean that you have to reconcile that is between you and the person that wronged you as well as God. You have to seek God to be able to under like to figure out if you want to move forward or move past it.
0: I think that's part of what people get stuck on too. When they think of forgiveness, they think, oh, if I forgive this person, then I have to see them, talk to them, interact with them, be with them, anything like that. When mm-hmm. Like that's where that one phrase that came from that book that I've used multiple times, um, just from you is like, forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. So Mm -hmm. like, even if you forgive another person, which I think there's, I think there's almost like two aspects to it. It's almost like the idea of forgiving the other person, but also like forgiving yourself. Like that's, it's very much Mm -hmm. like an internal piece of almost like coming to terms of this is what happened and accepting yeah. that versus holding on to it or, like you said, harboring bitterness towards the other person, mm-hmm. knowing that, like, I can I can hold on to this, but it's going to, you know, kill my soul. Like, I can right. hold on to this, but it's going to make my life miserable, but I can also accept it and let it go, almost like part of the healing process mm-hmm. that... I know we kind of interchange a little bit with the idea of forgiveness, but almost like the healing process. If I accept it and release the aspect of this is something that uh, maybe an expectation or a thought or what I wanted from this person, and I'm able to forgive that impasse in one sense, it opens up more capacity for you to be able to heal and process Mm -hmm. things.
1: Yeah. And I think for an example, I, so I didn't know if Ben and I were, Gonna even reconcile, but I not only forgave him, but I also forgave the people who he had an affair with because I know I knew all of them except for one. And obviously, I didn't reconcile with them, I don't have contact with them, I don't associate with them or anything. But I realized after a certain point that I was, I forgave him. But I still had bitterness in my heart, and I couldn't figure out why. And it was, and I questioned myself: Did I fully forgive Ben, or am I struggling with something else? And ultimately, I was holding on to the fact that all of the people who had an affair with knew um, about our relationship. They knew that we were married. They knew. They knew us. I hosted them in my house, essentially, and so I had a lot of. I was starting to harbor bitterness towards them. And ultimately when I re- like when I released that and I forgave them, I I felt so much more at peace and allowing God to work to see if Ben and I could even be reconciled. And ultimately I realized that's when I started realizing that Ben wasn't bearing fruits. He wasn't really changing. He wasn't really doing all of these things and I kept praying and I was asking for peace on what I should do and what I shouldn't do and after I let go of the forgiving of them I then realized that made sense like I couldn't fully communicate with God and I couldn't be um in a relationship
0: with good standing with
1: God if I was still unforgiving for those people
0: Hmm. that makes sense Uh, I guess the last thing I want to touch on on this episode, and you've had like the mic the whole time, so kind of cool. Uh, The last thing I want to touch base on this episode was just coming to terms with the whole aspect of leaving me and ultimately going towards the direction of divorce because there's a lot of people, and I know divorce looks different and, and leaving looks different for everybody out there, but there's a lot of people that stay stuck in a relationship with an abusive person because they say... It's not biblical or it's not right for me to leave. Like, I remember I was talking to a husband and a wife a while ago. And the sad thing was that she said that in front of him and he already knew it. But it was along the lines of like, yeah, I know she's never going to leave because of her faith. Mm -hmm. And to talk a little bit about that as far as your thought process, because I think there's a lot of people that get stuck and they're unwilling to say, hey, I'm going to separate or I'm going to divorce. Because biblically or with Christianity or whatever, even other types of religion, they don't think it's okay for them to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. So one, uh, separation is biblical. So if you just need space to process things or you need space to think without X, Y, and Z going on in the background, separation is biblical. There are ways to separate biblically. Obviously, it's not a go out and find somebody new. It is a time for you to sit and you reflect and think. And obviously, it's on the other person to do the same. Or if they choose to do differently, then I believe that that's God showing you the answer right there that you need to leave. Mm -hmm. There is biblical grounds for divorce when when there is an affair. That is in the Bible. And ultimately, God doesn't tolerate abuse. I know there's not a verse specifically referencing that you have biblical grounds for divorce when there is abuse, but if you look throughout scripture, you can see all throughout how God doesn't tolerate abuse at all. And so along those lines, you also pair that with the role of the husband um, in Ephesians. And I obviously don't have like all of these verses pulled up, but you can search them and they're there, but it goes through and it talks about how The husband is supposed to be the leader of the household and he is supposed to represent Christ. And when you are not, when you are not being loved or the relationship is not how it's supposed to be, that is coinciding with all the things that I just had said. That's how I ultimately decided to leave. I knew that at the end of the day, I was praying for God to show me a clear path of if I should stay or if I should go. And I was at peace either way. And I knew that biblically, I did have grounds for separation. Our relationship was not getting any better. I was pursuing Ben. I was loving him like Christ. I was doing all of these things that I should, and it just wasn't getting better. So at the end of the day, I was continuing to make a path for God to either do a work in Ben's life or God was going to show me a different direction. And I just, I kept praying. And I know that part of it, I was being impatient because I just wanted to know an answer. I just wanted all of the pain and the suffering to be over. I just, I wanted to be able to heal and move forward. And during that separation, I did heal immensely and looking back, I am very grateful that we separated and I would have been 100% at peace with whatever God had directed. I'm at peace now. And I would have been at peace if he would have led us to divorce because he, he knows, he, he knows what the future holds.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's good. And I'm, i like throw something out here to like wrap it up and hopefully I can remember. It okay. But if I remember correctly, like a lot of times you have you have like different divorce passages in the Bible. And I remember like Matthew, it references, I want to say like Deuteronomy, but I'm not positive, mm-hmm. but it references the idea of like, well, yeah, I allowed divorce back then because the hardness of your hearts. And if I remember correctly, part of the aspect there is they were like, quote unquote, divorcing, but not legally divorcing so that they could just go out and be with someone else and mm-hmm. then be like, oh, yeah, you're still mine. Very like, as I'm thinking about it now, like right now, like very like narcissistic of like, oh, you're still mine. You're still mine. And so like got like at that point, there was more allowances of like, OK, you can get divorced. And I remember at that time, as I was reading back through it, it was more along the lines that divorce at that time was instituted to protect the woman. Yeah, because otherwise it was kind of like. They just get married to a bunch of people and then they'd have those people be on their beck and call and they had to be in that culture because they were married in one sense. And so with that, I could see it being a direct correlation nowadays of, you know, getting a divorce to be able to get away from that type of abuse. Yeah. Because that would be the same exact thing. I don't have any of the, the references, but that just kind of like came to me as you were talking about it. I was like, that makes a lot more sense. We just typically don't look at that and apply Mm -hmm. it to modern times. We're just like, oh, well, that was in the past, you know, and that kind of thing. Right. So anyways, uh, I guess we'll see how this episode does. Uh, Anytime we put like God and Christianity out there, it means it's either going to flop or go really, really crazy. But hopefully that was able to at least dive into, I mean, we're responding to people's questions that have written in. So it's also not like we're just making the stuff up. But um, if you guys want to have some of your questions, some of... The stuff that you're struggling with for us to talk through it give some of our perspective and some of the ups and downs of our relationship feel free to dm either on instagram or send an email to ben at rawmotivations.com you can listen to it uh, on all different platforms we mainly mainly keep advertising apple podcast uh, you can listen to it on our website raw motivation there's a contact form there as well so a lot of different areas that you can try to send information in or you might have something to send in that you even want us to read You know, as far as your particular story interaction and get a perspective. Mm -hmm. So Kayla's uh, well versed in a lot of this stuff and she tells it how it is too. So, anyways, that's what we got for today. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll be back next week.
1: See you next week.